on maynard.com.au. Hey, you! you got a bit of the flu, haven't you? i got a bit of the flu, and to celebrate that, we've brought in a record called Asiatic Flu. Now, who's doing this? This is a group called The Upbounds, who I know absolutely nothing about, but they recorded on a very famous American record label. Laurie. Laurie. Uh, it was named after a guy called Laurie. Laurie. It was, yeah. Well, well it was actually Dion DiMucci's middle name. Who was Dion DiMucci? He recorded for Laurie. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, well, he did that runaround Sue. Oh, he did, right, yeah. Yeah, and The Wanderer. That, and, well, which uh, Donna Summer later. And, of course, he later got into drugs very heavily, and then he got out of drugs very heavily and made a lot of records about getting out of drugs very heavily. And what's he doing at the moment? He's still singing about getting out of drugs. Oh, mm. well, so he's, he's made his career from getting out of drugs. That's right. But he's basically. not on this record, The Uptowns. He is not on this record. Do we know any member of The Uptowns we can talk about? Uh, no. Let's have a listen to Asiatic Flu. Achoo! Man, you're in bad shape. I've got the Asiatic Flu. Record, Dave? You certainly can. And a lot of people did in the early 60s. There was an epidemic. Caused by that record. Caused by that record. And the coasters in particular. Very coasterish style, that. Yeah. Alley-oop. Boop, yeah, Hollywood boop, Argos, boop. Kim Fowley, all those people are to blame for that record. Oh, like, I should go have a good lie down, Dave. You look I will, really... I will. <laughs> <laughs> Holy mini of the moocha. Hey, it's Big Cab Calloway. It is Big Cab Calloway. Of Minnie the Moocher fame. And it sounds nothing like him. What's he doing here? What, what year is this? This is, all about 63, 64. What's this song basically concerned? It concerns monetary problems in a major it way. It does. The guy's getting his pay packet at the end of the week and all it's all going in taxes. So, 60s Cab Calloway. Swinging like a gate. I feel so good. Come my payday. I'll think of all the things I'm going to buy my girl when I pick up my weekly pay. Don't you know? But then they hand me that little brown envelope. I peep inside and laugh. I lose all hope. Cause from the total wages earned down to the net amount that's due, I feel a painful sense of loss between the two. Federal tax. Oh, there goes that 
bracelet for her arm. Country tax. There goes that new fence for my farm. State income tax. There goes that brand new Pontiac. Withholding tax. There goes the dirt right off my back. You can dream about vacations in the sun. You can dream, maybe have a little fun. But by the time your good old Uncle Sam gets done, you got just enough for gas to see the city limits pass. And if you get back home first class, I'd sing you one. There goes that bracelet for her arm. There goes that new fence for my farm. Luxury tax. Send back that shortwave radio. Insurance tax. Cancel that trip to Mexico. Stay income tax. Forget that brand new Pontiac. Withholding tax. There goes the dirt right off my back. Oh, he's paying the special underpants tax there, Yeah, well, I wonder if he's still wearing those white suits. I wouldn't think so after paying all that tax. What's on the other side? Anything interesting? Oh, it's pretty narrative. It's about the presidents of the United States over the years. Rights. Lincoln was elected in 1860. <laughs> What's he doing? Oh, yeah. Well, he's comparing the assassination of Abraham Lincoln to the assassination of JFK. Pretty heavy political piece for Cab there. It is. I think there's a bus out there. Oh, right His mother was calling him. Buzzy, buzzy, bumblebee! You've brought in a classical piece. I have indeed, The Flight of the Bumblebee, but it's not called that on this record. Well, when you look on the record, it reckons Shorty Allen wrote this. Yeah, oh, I think Shorty's uh, pulling someone. <laughs> mm, the Ballad of the Green Hornet. The Green Hornet, was it Cato? It was Cato, played by Bruce Lee. That's right, hoo Mr. <laughs> Mr. Kung Fu himself ran at the same time as Batman, but only ran for one series. Yes, it wasn't all that successful. Was it any good? No. But in a couple of Batman episodes, the Green Hornet and Kato actually turn up. Is that right? They, 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 I did they, not know that. But they do guest appearances, cross-promote the shows. The Green Hornet failed because it was too camp. Too camp? Like, you know how what Batman was Batman be- then? It was beyond camp, beyond <laughs> Batman. Boo! Yeah. Batman! Gosh, Bruce, did you hear that? Nothing has ever cut me so deeply to the quick. No blow ever struck by any arch-villain has ever hurt me so acutely. As that little boy's boo. The Ballad of the Green Hornet. Who is uh, Lee Merrill, the guy doing about that? I don't know, Lena. Do you have any idea?
We were, we were indeed. Yep. Amazing. I was, just, I was just about to ask you, like in the mid '60s when that record was out in clubs, did people play it? And you said no, because it was a television theme, and no one danced. You'd have to be a real dag to dance to a television theme in the '60s. Mate. Oh, I've seen people getting down to Bonanza. Dun, 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 yeah, dun, but not in. The, you wouldn't have seen that in the '60s. Well, you should bring some more TV themes in. I will. The Ballad of the Green Hornet. Woo-hoo. The Ballad of Dave Mulligan. <laughs> Let's do a production of My Fair Lady. I could have played records all night. The the rain on the plane stays mainly at my place. Why are we talking about Rex Harrison? Because he died. Quite a while ago, Dave. Um, Oh, well... Well, all right, I'll compromise. We won't do Rex, we'll do his sons. Now, do we know much about Noel Harrison? Rex no, other than, well, other than he is the actual son of Rex Harrison. This is the only record number? No, he, he did have another one. Oh, this is pretty off-the-wall stuff. We're going to get mail about this. We are, now, indeed. Uh, th- th- this I is, hope. This is about bitter and twisted people and nudity. It is. I just can't wait. By Noel Harrison. Oh, Martha. Oh, Martha. Here we are in the candlelight. Alone here together, my blood fills with fire, and I am consumed by one burning desire. I just can't wait till I see you with clothes on. I just can't wait till I see you all dressed. A skirt and sweater, a bracelet, and hose on, a jacket, a top coat, a muffler, and mittens, a bonnet, with earmuffs, a hood, and umbrella, galoshes, then passion would rise in my breast. I'd see you there, I'd stop and stare, and start imagining what good is might be there. I just can't wait till I see you with clothes on For dining, dancing and all kinds of sports A pretty gown with some ribbons and bows on A ski suit with snowshoes A spacesuit with helmets and flippers A snorkel, a parka, a sari Some jodhpurs but not a bikini or shorts I just can't wait I just can't wait I just can't show you off while so much of you shows. Oh, Martha, please put on some clothes. Put your clothes on. Very strange record to bring out in about 67, 68. I mean, you know, people are getting a bit spaced out, but not that spaced out. What, were you taking your clothes off then, Dave? I was, yeah, to go to bed, yeah. Right, you I've got to be honest. You mean you weren't showering in a spacesuit? No, I was not. <laughs> I, I love it. I, I don't want to see you in a bikini or shorts. Shorts. And you don't hear that word sung very often on records, do you? Shorts. There was a record called Short Shorts. <laughs> Brian Harlem wore itsy bitsy teeny weeny yellow polka dot bikinis. You got it. Because mm. I've got this Del Shannon version. I see. Once I was a king. Here's Del singing. What do you reckon of that? Production's nice. Nice mm. deep production there. Gee, that sounded serious. <laughs> and it's very, uh, the arrangements are exactly the same as Brian Highland's. Okay, that was recorded in 1970, we think, with uh, Del Shannon. Uh, he recorded that four years after the original, what mm-hmm. we're going to hear now. Here is Brian Highland with uh, Joker Went Wild. Oh, you've got that great Woo! 60s radio style. I'll buy you a sandwich for that.
That's triple I. Brian Harlan, we're going to round off our discussion on Brian by anything important here? Not particularly. We should mention that in 1966, in February 1966, on the 14th of February 1966, dismal currency came in. Dismal currency? Yep. What made everyone really unhappy. That's right. Dismal currency stuff. D-I-S-M-A-L. Look, Dave, you're making me feel really down now. Okay, man. Getting your Toyota and, like, back into someone in the car park. Okay. Cold, it's cold, Dave. Yeah, I don't know about you. I hate the winter. I love summer. You actually have grown a beard for the rest of your life just to avoid winter, haven't you? That's right. All over my face now. Tony okay. Francis. When did this come out? It came out in uh, 1963. My favourite year. Why was that? It had everything. It had the Liverpool beat. It had surf. It had just everything. Girl group. Fantastic. Like, like, year. Like, so it had like a number of things going all at once. Yeah, everything was Very, going. It was wild. Can I compare that in a way to the English scene of 1979, where they had disco, Gary Newman, punk, all happening at once as well? You could. Yes, I wouldn't like it if you did, but you could do it. What's Connie? singing about here? She's singing about keeping warm in the winter with her boyfriend. It's a bit controversial. No, it left a bit to the imagination, let's just say that. We had a quick listen to it, I'd be pretty wary of any song that starts with, we met in a ski lodge. These things did happen in wintertime in Australia. They still do, apparently. They do. We
Oh, Connie Francis well, putting on her Ugg boots and putting a scarf on her head. She'd look pretty silly in Darwin doing that, wouldn't she, Dave? She would indeed, yeah. I'm going to be warm this winter. Anything you want to add to that? Anything that's important we should know about that? No, just that it had a bit of a Phil Spector production feel about it. Was it a big hit? It was a mediocre hit. Let's say it got in the bottom regions of the 90s and on the top 100. You come up with the best facts in the world. No. Good. Don't. Look, I can't stay long today. I've brought the shortest record in the world, and I've got to go. I'm in a hurry, so I'm. Okay. I'm okay. What, what, what is it? What is it? It's uh, Roger Miller, Boeing, Boeing seven oh seven. I know we're in a real hurry here, but I've oh, got time to play the B side. I don't mind him laughing in the city. <laughs> I know. If I like that one. That's called "Where Have All the Average People yes. Gone?" They're working on this show here. Let me That's tell you. That's right. Boeing, Boeing seven oh seven. Bit of a hit, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a bit of a hit. Got a lot of airplay at the time. From who? Uh, People who didn't know any better. Roger was a big sort of country funny guy. He was. He did that King of the Road. Trailer for Sailor. John Laws used to play him a lot. I suppose he still does. Has Roger Miller ever been a groovy guy? Or has he always been major dag material? Major dag material. Did a lot of stuff for Walt Disney. Did that Robin Hood movie, didn't he? He provided all the songs for it and stuff. And I think he provided a voice. He may have even provided Robin Hood's voice. I bet none of them are as short as this. No. One minute twenty. One minute twenty. That's probably all we can take, really, isn't it? I think so. Overcharge, Brexit, baggage, know your concourse, know your gate. Up this way, sir, not that way, sir. Our plane departs gate 68. Please, sir, may I see your ticket fast and see belts? You can't smoke, beverage, anything you'd care for. Sorry, but we're out of Coke. Boing, boing, 707. Going, going, skywardly, heavenly. Higher than bluebirds fly. Why then, oh, why can't I? Destination deplane slowly do this, do that, I comply. God bless Orville, God bless Wilbur, it's the only way to fly. Boing, boing, 707, going, going, skywardly, heavenly, higher than bluebirds fly. Why don't know I can't Boing, boing, 707, going, going, skywardly, heavenly, higher than bluebirds fly. Why don't know why can't I? Boom, 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 boing, 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 boing. I can see what it's only one minute twenty, Dave. Oh. Roger Miller, a major I talent. I dare anyone to find a shorter record than that. Has anyone got a record shorter than one minute twenty that they haven't made themselves? My voice is going, mate. I've got to go to the doctor. Okay, look, <coughs> I've got to go, mate. I think, look, I'll, 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 I'd, like, I'd like to say it's been a pleasure this morning, but I can't really. Oh, take a walk. Hey, mate, I'm feeling in a really wintry mood. Well, my bottom's cold. But on the other side of the world, it's summertime. It's some, some, some time. Uh, we have a girl group from the '60s called the Pixies Three. Pixies Three. Anybody? Were they known in Australia? Not known in Australia. In fact. They they were hardly known in America, their own country, because they didn't have a hit anywhere. Oh, but they're very big in Leeton. Very big in Leeton. Leeton, so yeah, I, Leeton. Yeah. Huge in All Leeton. Right. Well, I'll believe you, Maynard. These are not to be confused with the other girl group, the Pixies. No, of course not. Who are they? They were another girl group. Oh, right. But these girls said, no, we can't name ourselves the Pixies. So they did a head count and they came up with four members of the group. So they called themselves the Pixies Three. Anything, Pretty smart move. Anything notable about this song? No, it's just a good feeling, summery sort of song to get us, you know, sort of wanting summer to come real quick. <laughs> oh, dear. It is frightfully heavy. Summertime, summertime, USA.
song makes me feel warm all over my body, Dave. It's always intrigued me how the Americans have their school holidays three months in a row. They have it all in one go, June, July and August. Well, that's how the Americans came to take over the world. Lots of holidays had time to plot. Well, what about the Japanese? Oh, I don't know. Don't ask difficult questions, Dave. Just go get those stupid records. No, I don't know whether to pat him on the back or take him over my knee for taking a chance like that. Let's all be tempted. He's on the air. Dave, how many records in your collection? We're up to 10,287. How many good ones? How many good, come on, how many decent records in your collection? About five, and yep. we're going to play one of them today. David Ruffin. Now, was now, he on drugs when he recorded this song? No, he wasn't, mate. Well, he could have been. I mean, he was in the Motown stable, and uh, they were getting up to some funny things in the mid-60s. He was the lead singer of The Temptations, and uh, their really big hit was My Girl. Power, boom, boom, boom. It was the one they had in the uh, ooh, late 70s. Oh, well, he, he'd, he'd left the grip by then and gone solo. Yeah. So we're going to play a, a little song entitled Ain't Too Proud to Beg. It's up tempo number. Was it a hit for them? Uh, yes, it was. Uh, strangely enough, not in Australia, but in America, it was a big smasheruzi. Moving and a grooving with the Temptations. I know you want to leave me, but I refuse to let you go. If I have to beg, plead for your sympathy, I don't mind, cause you mean that much to me. Temptations, Dave. What can we say about the temptations that we haven't already said? You groovy bearded man. Now that'll be enough out of both of you. Grab a vine and swing in. Oh. I'm not so sure about that. Yeah, I'm not so sure about this, Dave. What have we got here? I'm gone contemporary. I've gone 70s. Oh, my God. 1977, we've dug up an English punk group called The Valves. The Valves? What are The Valves known for? What was their big, big hit? It's called Tarzan of the King's Road. That was their really big hit, but we're going to play the other side. All oh, right, King's Road, Chelsea, where all sort of punks hang out and everyone that's, fashionable sort of hang That's out. right, yeah. The lyrics go something like, I'm living up a tree, there's only Cheetah Jane and Boy and Me. I get so aggravated every time that monkey looks at me. I mean... 
Who wants a song like that? Chuck it out the window, I say. My kind of lyrics, but David. Anyway, what's what's this thing on the B side? It's uh, "Ain't No Surf in Portobello." Now, "Ain't No Surf in Portobello" is about um, a surfer's lament. Where are you going to find surf in London? They're sort of following a t- tradition here because back in the 60s there was a song called New York's a Lonely Town. And there was also that song you can't roller skate in a buffalo herd too. That was a fantastic song. What's that got to do with surf? Surf punk is Punk surf, yep. Dave Mulligan, woohoo! I love that punk surf sound. Yeah, but I, I think it's important not to tune your guitars. People who tune their guitars, it's a sellout. Dave, you got more records like that at home? No, Maynard. Mark my words, we shall rue this day. It's a spooky, scary time. That voice has a sting to it, eh, Smith? Oh, it certainly has a sting to it and a bit of a beard to it as well. For no apparent reason, I've brought in a record by Ray Stevens. Ray Stevens. Okay, what will we know Ray Stevens from? We when know we... him from Ahab the Arab. Of course. Guitarzan. Oh, very annoying record. And, of course, the nudie record of all time, The Streak. The Streak, which was a hit in the early 70s, I think. So this guy hasn't really had a hit since the early 70s. That's true. That's true. What year was this? This was about mid-60s, about 64, 65. And the thing about Ray Stevens in the mid-60s is all his records all sounded the same. Well, that would have saved a lot of time, wouldn't it? It would have saved a lot of time. I suppose he could go in this year and knock all his uh, output for the next 10 years over in one hour. And what's he on about here in this record? Well, he's basically on about Halloween and and spooky things, ghosts and mummies and Egypt and stuff like that. Well, let's get in the groove with Ray Stevens. Okay. Well, the four little mummies were really cool. They didn't drink nothing but cool. 
Fantastic stuff from Ray Stevens. Surely a man with such a voice can't be all bad. I don't know about that, Aunt Harry. The storyline of that record is very similar to Harry the Hairy Ape. Oh, I thought of that immediately. I thought, that's a Harry the Hairy Ape story. Well, it's the same sort of thing. Harry the Hairy Ape became a DJ. That was a very similar plot thread. I think Ray Stevens sort of had a one-track mind. He's waiting for me to go on the air again, bass. Listen up, hip cat jazz fans. we got something that looks groovy here. This yeah, is like, well... This is like... Ooh, it looks expensive, too. It looks expensive. It looks rare. It is ultra-rare. It's Stan Getz. Stan Getz, a massively influential saxophone player. Very much so. And the man responsible for getting the bossa nova craze off underway. I mean... Without him, we wouldn't have had Elvis Presley doing Bossa Nova Baby. Oh, right. so, so he like uh, took a bit of a trip down to Brazil and stuff and that, then took it up to North America that's, and that's right. made it his own. That's right. And uh, this is one of the very first Bossa Nova type sounding records by Stan Getz and Charlie Bird from the, oh, about 62, 63. Now, because Charlie Parker was also known as Bird, we must say that this is not Charlie Parker playing here with him. It's a guy no. called Charlie Bird. That's right. And nothing to do with the Birdman of Alcatraz either. Well, I don't want to mention I that I think song. that should be pointed out. It's now, called Desafinado. Yes, you have a question? Was, was, where, was this has been like an extremely hip record. What, what are we looking at? Here. We're looking at 62, 63. And people would have sat around and said, wow, in much the way people No, would people s- would have sat around saying, what the hell is this? Ah, oh, so like this is the Jesus Jones of its time. Yeah, this, this was sort of, this was not the normal record you were here on mainstream radio in 62, 63.
pass me another cappuccino. Dave Mulligan, I just imagine that sound filtering out of the uh, black cat in Brunswick Street in Melbourne as you sort of walk past and feel grooving around. Desafanado. Stan Getson, Charlie Bird. Mm, and of course Stan Getz came to prominence a couple of years later with The Girl from Ipanema, recorded by Astrid Gilberto, and you were telling me an inter- interesting story. Well, yeah, Astrid Gilberto wasn't supposed to be the one who sang it, but the girl who was late for the recording session was, was late and didn't mm. make it, and Astrid Gilberto was, I think, the, the girlfriend of the producer or something happened to be there. They said, yes. you're the one, and she built a career on that one song. She did. That is what we'd call alternative music from 62. We would indeed. Holy perfect pitch. Dave Mulligan's moved into the 80s. (laughs) Very amusing. What are you doing with a record that's under 20 years old? What's happened to you? Mate, there is a big rumour that I died in 1974. Well, it's just not true. I was around in the 80s. You've got an Elvis Costello record somewhere, haven't you? I have indeed. That's about as modern as you get. Uh, Something about detectives or something. We've got Mari Wilson here, haven't we? We have indeed. Now, I actually have been to England in 1981, 82, and I actually saw this lady perform live. Mari Wilson live? With the Wilsations. Was it a pretty wild show? It was a pretty wild show. They had about 67 people on stage, and Mari was one of the 67. so she was the one somewhere in she the She was the one the singing. Front. She was the one singing. All the others were playing trombones and trumpets and wow. organs and stuff like that. It's a pretty big production. I've always that. said you're not really in a band unless you're in a band that's got more than 10 people in it. I've always said that. <laughs> I agree. I mean, Ratcat, what sort of a band's that? Three people? Mate, this thing should have got to number one all over the world. But it didn't go anywhere in Australia, well, did it? People it didn't were going in the airplay. Molly was still doing Countdown at that stage. He didn't want to know about Mari Wilson. Oh, so we can blame this on we Molly We can blame Meldrum. this directly on Molly Meldrum. This was a top 10 hit in England. Why? didn't it get out here? Oh, well, let's find out.
Mario Wilson used to be like, what was she? Will have been a hairdresser. I've heard lately that she was a uh, Qantas hostie. She pioneered the Marge Simpson look years before Marge got into that beehive. Oh, that is true. She had that a huge true. beehive on stage. She, she couldn't move much. No. She could hit members of the audience. <laughs> and she'd, she'd lean head, forward head and whack this. people on the head. But that was a very savage beehive Mari had yeah, there. She, yeah, she put a lot of gunk in that her hair. So she had no success in America, no success in Australia, just a little bit in England, hey? Oh, well, a top ten is not just a little bit. That's that's big. Okay, well, she was very big, mate. And we blame Molly Meldrum for that. We do being, indeed, directly. Not shame, Molly. Sh- oh, sh- shame. Change her life. The world's gone, man. The whole planet ruled it. Louis, Louis. Where are you going? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I've got to get out of here. This place is driving me crazy. Too much pace. I'm here, Maynard. I'm here. I've brought Louis, Louis with me. Da 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 da. Everybody has done this song. Everybody, including. The Marching Owl Band of California. I've got their version of it, a school marching band playing it, which is my favourite. I've heard a couple of polka versions of it, which are again my favourite. Who's doing it this time? We've got a version by the people who had that big instrumental surfing classic in the early 60s. Wipeout! Hey! Is there any other surfing classic, really? I mean, that's the big one. No, there's Pipeline and there's Bombora. Why are they doing Louie Louie here? Heaven only knows. Well, this is off an album called Hit City 64. Not only do they do Louie Louie, they also do Little Do Scoop. Be true to your school. Wax, board, and woody. Great stuff. Is this record worth anything? About two and six, I suppose. Mm. Maynard, that's not the point. I mean, I've had a very deep religious experience recently. I saw Coupe de Ville. Coupe de Ville. What's that? Is it? You don't know Coupe de Ville. No, I'm sorry. What is Coupe de Ville? <clears throat> Coupe de Ville is a road movie with family overtones. It's it's just a movie you've got to see. It's about brothers. It's about mothers and fathers. It's got a lot to say, and it's done in a very entertaining way. And Louie Louie runs right through the movie. And there's a bit of a dispute over whether Louie Louie is a sea shanty or basically a bonking song. I'd go for bonking song every time. Well, don't. you'd be wrong, of course, Maynard. That's yeah. typical. Yeah. Let's have a listen to the Surfaris. We'll see if we can understand what they're singing about, and you can make up your own mind. <laughs>
listening to that, Dave, I can see why the safari stuck to instrumentals. Oh, they did quite a lot of vocals, Maynard. You'd be surprised. I am surprised. Surfer Joe, another one. I am surprised. I'm shocked, as Kylie Minogue would say. Shocked. They've got a good singing style, I think. Why would it be a sea shanty? I'm sorry, why is that a sea shanty? Well, you just got to listen to the lyrics. You Obviously, you sat there and you refused to listen. You steadfastly refused to listen to the lyrics. I'm ashamed of you. Let's go out dancing, Dave. Let's go dancing. Dancing. Everything else is bullshit. Open the sluice gates of bad taste. We're disco queens now. You got any disco records, Dave? Yeah, but I haven't got one today. Why didn't you ask me? I would have brought one in. I've gone contemporary again. 1984, I'm very worried about myself. This is sort of a political statement on MTV. They didn't have MTV when I was growing up in the 60s. You were lucky. We had Bandstand, we had Six O'Clock Rock, but we had no MTV. Do we really need Richard Wilkins? Does Richard Wilkins really need Richard Wilkins? Let's get away from Richard Wilkins because he didn't have a chance to introduce this band, did he? He didn't. This band probably would have been banned from MTV, let's face it. They're doing a song called Isn't This Just Like MTV? It's spelled E-M-P-T-Y-V-E-E. And who are the atavistics when they're at home? Atavistics, probably a pseudonym for a lady called Christine Lavin. Is she one of the writers there, Manic? Would you just pop up? Yes, uh, Christine Lavin. Lavin, right, yeah. Ron McKinnon. Right. Well, they'd be the atavistics. And uh, Christine had uh, a couple of solo records that did absolutely nothing in the mid-'80s. So we're going to have a listen to this. This goes for – this is one of your favourites. I know it goes for one minute 40. Quick, turn on your TV. It doesn't matter what station. Just turn it on and turn down the sound. Okay, now look at the screen. And listen to the music. When you hear clapping, that means change the channel. Okay, you ready? Here we go. Isn't this just like MTV? What you see on the screen does not relate to me. And what I'm singing about is something you can't see. Isn't this just like MTV? Richard Wilkins on the phone. He wants yeah. to know where we can get a copy of that. <laughs> Atavistics. I, I like that. It's pretty. And every time you clap your hands, you like you turn your TV that's, channel. That's the idea. An interactive record, Dave Mulligan. Thank you, Maynard. Well, I've excelled myself, haven't I? Hey, let's see if we can find some more stuff like that. <laughs> let's go fishing now. On Maynard.com.au. AU. Yeah.